Welcome back to Wilmington's Morning News. It's great to have you here on this Wednesday edition. 910-763-4000 is our studio hotline. As we track a lot of uh, busy news ongoing this week, well, we will try again, take two up in Washington, D.C. As yesterday, House Speaker Jim Jordan officially came to the House floor for vote in his bid to be the next Speaker of the United States House of Representatives. That vote unsuccessful for Jim Jordan. He fell about 20 votes short of the prerequisite 217 needed for him to secure the speakership. I'd like to welcome to our airwaves this morning, political commentator and host of the Grassroots Truthcast podcast, Gene Valentino. Gene, good morning to you. Nice to get connected uh, this morning. This is a uh, pretty rough situation unfolding in D.C., the House will be apparently be back around noon today to try again. What's the latest that you're tracking? Yeah, this. Uh, thanks for having me, uh, Nick. It's it's really uh, unprecedented, isn't it? I mean, you have uh, a dis- dysfunctional House of Representatives sitting against the backdrop of uh, uh, Israel jihadist terrorists uh, hitting uh, Israel from all sides, and we're looking to try to put some funding together to maybe help Israel out, and technically we can't uh, until we get a house uh, in operation. And here we are talking about uh, uh, Europe and Israel and uh, places abroad over the pond, and we can't get our darn border sealed up to the south of us, which now has close to 200 um, known terrorists that have gone missing and leaked through the border from ungodly parts unknown uh that don't make sense so we've got we're getting hit from all sides but to answer your question the second round is coming up sometime today uh presumably this morning and um i uh that jim jordan must clear the 217 vote threshold if he expects to be speaker um i was going to be happy with either uh, jordan or scalise I mean, I could be happy with either of them based on what their role needs to be and their uh, their uh, good performance over the years prior to this point in time. Uh, Jim Jordan, in particular, with the uh, House Oversight Committee and what he's uncovered uh, with the Biden crime family and everything going on there, for example, is just proof positive that um, the guy's a worker bee and knows how to get it done. Watch out. He may... Uh, he may, in fact, fix Washington, D.C., and some rhino Republicans may be scared of that. Yeah, you've got a, about 20 or so members that did not vote for Jim Jordan in the first ballot. There were uh, seven votes for Majority Leader Steve Scalise, who bowed out of that race last Thursday and said that he was not going to and was not fighting and vying for that speakership. Six other lawmakers voted for former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Three New York Republicans voted for former representative and former uh, New York gubernatorial candidate Lee Zeldin, and then kind of a shotgun approach, votes for Tom Cole, uh, Tom Emmer, Mike Garcia, Thomas Massey, and a couple of others. I guess uh, the question this morning, Gene, is uh, what does Jim Jordan have to do to convince at least 17 or so of these Republicans to uh, come across and uh, support him for speakership? Well, our constitutional republic and the democratic process in particular 
is um, is messy at times, and we're witnessing it on live TV, as they say. It's me- it's messy, it's deliberative, and it's painful. And it was meant to be by our founding fathers to ensure that uh, we vet exactly uh, what it is the people want, not the select few, but what the people want. You know, Nick, this this whole process uh, is involving rules in the House, rules that were established by Kevin McCarthy to accommodate Congressman Matt Gates, saying, okay, Matt, if you want any one congressman to step up to oust me, go for it. I'll agree to that rule. Under Nancy Pelosi, for a decade or whatever it was prior, she had made the rules more complicated that would require six to a dozen people to have to step up and uh, align together before any motion could be brought to the floor to actually oust the House Speaker. Said differently, Pelosi was protecting herself from a potential impeachment. And what happened is she created her own cabal within the Democrat Party. And all of the Democrats had to follow along. Is there no small coincidence? Uh, the Republicans, some of whom are showing individuality and asserting it, whether we like it or not, are coming out and showing themselves. But the Democrat Party at the other extreme on the other side is like, um, like the Stockholm Syndrome, for God's sake. They're in lockstep, just following the, the person's step in front of them. They all vote the same way. You don't see one renegade going astray within the Democrat Party. Does that mean they're all uh, of, of the same mind, or are they uh, being forced to lock into a certain manner uh, uh, based on the leadership? Otherwise, they'd, be, um, they'd pay the price if they didn't. They'd, um, They'd lose money. They'd lose the support for whatever their bills are that they're trying to bring forward to the House floor. It's a it's a deliberative process that's gotten messy over the years. We need to go back to a a constitutional amendment where each congressman has a term of office, not unlimited, like some of these people in there been there over 40 years who are in their 80s. And we need a uh, a constitutional amendment that guarantees we have a, a border that's protected, and most important of all, Nick, a balanced budget. And none of these issues are being addressed right now because personal angst between certain congressmen comes before the greater good of the people, and that's what should be upsetting everybody. Gene Valentino is our guest here this morning. Gene, I've kind of coined a phrase. I'm sure I stole it from somebody, but I don't. I can't ever find it online anywhere. <laughs> One of the greatest strengths on the Republican and conservative side of the aisle. It's it's kind of a, it kind of cuts both ways. We have individualism. It's I think it's our greatest strength, but can also be our greatest weakness. And I think you're seeing a little bit of that right now with uh, when Steve Scalise announced just two days after he received 113 votes in Repub- in the Republican caucus that there were still too many. Folks that had their own agendas. I think you're seeing the ugly side of that individualism, uh, and uh, I think you saw that on display yesterday in Washington as well. When Matt Gates threw the grenade into the pond, Israel had not yet been attacked, and now the United States government uh, it needs to be uh, in 
full strength and force and show its leadership in the world. And we can't uh, because we don't have a well-running Congress yet. And we have an administration which arguably lacks the leadership it should have. And even uh, a lot of the Arab nations have canceled their appointment to meet with uh, President Biden in the last 24 hours. Outside of the situation in Israel, bringing it back domestically here this morning, Gene, we are about 30 days away from another government shutdown. A 45-day continuing resolution was passed in late September. The clock is ticking on that for mid-November. From what I understand, with Patrick McHenry as the Speaker Pro Tem right now, he doesn't have the ability to have any sort of movement on that. If there's no House Speaker, you can 100% guarantee a government shutdown. The House can't operate. Yeah, if Patrick McHenry comes in, um, they can set guidelines and rules or uh, governing um, thresholds of how far he can go uh, as a temp, uh, pro tem speaker. Um, uh, that is true. But this is exactly what I was saying before. They need to get in there and get away from these continuing resolutions. A continuing resolutions just extends the pain further and increases the debt. That's why the Republicans were trying to have a balanced budget in place two or three months prior to the deadline. None of this crap right up to the 11th hour where you've got a 4,000-page bill that you've got to read within 24 hours of the deadline, and in it is all kinds of junk you don't support, but has to be passed through at the last minute and increases the debt of this nation uh, uh, and you're buying into things on the minorities are buying into the into issues in that resolution that they necessarily don't want, but have to pass just to get it through to continue government running is an absolute obscene way to run a shop. You and I would not run our businesses that way. We wouldn't run our businesses that way. We wouldn't run our own personal finances that way. I'm a little concerned right now, Gene, with the timeline. Obviously, I'm not here advocating for a continuing resolution. But if this process continues to stagger and, and lag out up in D.C., I mean, the reality is, what, Jim Jordan's going to get in there and in five days have the have a, a, something ready to go and, and on the House floor? It seems like he's up yeah. against something insurmountable unless they get him in here within the next couple days. Nick, you nailed it. That's exactly what Kevin McCarthy was facing, too. He promised as much as he could to his uh, fellow uh, legislators, and uh, he got as much done as he could before Nick uh, Matt Gates uh, ousted him with the, the eight uh, uh, renegades. But what the real issue is, is the half a loaf was better than no loaf. He was moving the mountain, got it partially there, and then they ousted him. Uh, you, I fear now that with the, whoever the speaker is, we're going to have to have a continuing resolution. It will increase debt. It'll be a patch on the tire, the kicking of the can further down the road, and it will require a new House leader to put into motion a, an amendment to the Constitution, if not a strong bill that guarantees the United States citizens will have a balanced budget. We should do in my businesses. I had a budget deliberation process three months prior to the next fiscal year. We did it when I was an elected official as well as county commissioner. The fiscal year was January 1st. In July and August of the uh, prior, 
we would have the department heads and division heads uh, assessing where they are on their existing budget and putting plans together for the next year's budget. We then started meeting in August and September to fine-tuning it. By September, October, we were uh, uh, deliberating over the and fine-tuning the budget for the next fiscal year. And by November 1st, we, we voted in a budget mandated by our Constitution in the state of Florida and in the ch uh, charter of the county. We mandated a, bu a budget into place November 1st, December 1st, for January 1st fiscal year. Why cannot the federal government do the same thing? That's yeah, a, it's a million-dollar question. Gene Valentino is our guest here this morning. Gene, hang on the line for me if you would. I want to grab a quick break and continue this about balancing this budget. And you mentioned term limits as well. You're listening to Nick Craig in Wilmington's Morning News. 823, welcome back to Wilmington's Morning News. Our guest this morning is Gene Valentino. He is a political commentator. He's also the host of the TruthCast podcast. We're talking about all of the ongoings up in Washington, D.C. as the House will gavel in some point early today to once again uh, decide who their next House speaker is going to be. Jim Jordan losing his first bid yesterday by about 20 votes. Uh, Gene, there's a larger problem here, though. Of course, we're talking about what's going on right now. This is a problem that has been created by Republicans and Democrats over the last 30 or 40 years. How do we start uh, steering the ship in the right direction? Well, we start with some constitutional amendments, but I don't see it happening with the existing uh, structure in the House of Representatives and the Senate. So that's why we have a safety valve. It's called the Convention of State. And if they step up and can organize, uh, our Constitution allows for a uh, 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 the ability for our Constitution to be revised, we must protect ourselves sometimes from ourselves. And in this case, the structure we created has become encumbered by people who set rules for me and not for thee, meaning they've got uh, they've created their own little uh, organizational structure up there. And once our representative gets up there promising uh, to the world in his campaign district that he's going up to Washington to represent you. But once he comes through the gates and the, the, the doors into Congress, it's like uh, some sort of uh, trance or hypnotic um, overthrow occurs and they lose their, they forget what they promised you and they become part of some cabal up there that's moving in a different, uh, with different rules. And, uh, uh the, the answer is we must make sure that our representatives are representing us. I have a website called DeanValentino.com, and on it is the Grassroots Truthcast. And at, at the top, I proposed a second uh, Bill of Rights. We've got the first Bill of Rights, which is the first 10 amendments to the Constitution. But just for yucks and giggles, I put out there Gene's second Bill of Rights, and in it are 11 amendments. I propose to the Constitution. One of them is a balanced budget. One of them addresses the border. One of them defines who an American citizen is. Uh, one defines um, a term limits for congressmen, senators, uh, uh, and presidents. Mm. And all of the and all of this is in place as as talking points for us to deliberate back and forth. Nick, I'd ask the, the folks listening to go to GeneValentino.com and check it out. And give me your two cents. No hard, fast rule on my opinion in that area. 
It's just a portal to get people talking and thinking about this. We must change some of these rules that in the way our House of Representatives works and our Senate works. Uh, if we expect uh, this uh, constitutional republic to continue to represent all of us. Today's problem is the eight, um, eight renegades on the Republican Party throwing a grenade into the pond and we're left with confusion you started the conversation with regarding the House Speaker. But it sits against a backdrop of some other issues in the way our government is structured right now. No question about it. Uh, Gene, real quick, before we let you go, you think uh, Jim Jordan ends up getting the votes to become the House Speaker, or do we go back to the drawing floor again? If he, I hope it's today. If it's not today, you want to throw a grenade in the pond? Put Donald Trump in there for a temporary period of time. <laughs> he's the only one. He's the only one who's no one's talking about that's proven to know how to get things done uh, when he was in office. Whether you like him or not, you got to admit. And that's another thing. We've got to get away from this. I like the guy, don't like the guy. I knew when I was an elected official, I knew some people who didn't like me, but they voted for me because they knew I get some stuff done for them. That's what we got to think about in terms of whoever we're voting for. Yeah, too much cult of personality, too much personal uh, agendas and preferences on things. Gene Valentino is our guest here this morning. Gene, thanks for the insight. Appreciate the time. Looking forward to catching up again soon. That Nick Craig, he's a cool dude, folks. I like this guy. Thanks, Gene. Greatly appreciated. Gene Valentino, our guest here this morning, talking about the ongoings up in Washington, D.C.